New Photic Realm announcement. Uh, submission windows for upcoming issues. Issue 10, the theme is justice. That's hard-boiled fiction with a supernatural twist. The deadline for that will be April 1st, 2020. Issue 11, the theme is kaiju. Giant monsters terrorizing civilization. Deadline will be October 1st, 2020 for those stories. Issue 12, the theme is lycanthropy, which is, of course, self-explanatory. Um, it can be any type of animorph with a bloody twist. Uh, so I guess that's werewolves and Jesus, giant, I don't know. What do people turn into? Seals? I've just got a little seal on my desk, so I thought of that. I don't know. You have to be more imaginative than I just was. Uh, but the deadline for lycanthropy, January 1st, 2021. Good luck to everyone submitting. Chapel. Uh, we're talking about his latest book, Our Biggest Fears, which is like a short novel, uh, really sprawling, loads of characters, very personal, uh, but also like a slasher thriller tale. It's very cool. I hope you will check it out and I hope you enjoy our conversation. If you uh, would like to be on the show yourself or you want to tell me something about the show, you know, for whatever reason you have for getting in contact with me, you can always do so using Losing the plot podcast at gmail.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, but that's all my intro chat. So here is my conversation with Bo Chapel. And how's it been? It looks like it's uh, getting good reception. Yeah, the reviews have been uh, really good. So um stoked about that because, you know, I was really worried about the book. Because uh, it was, you know, different than what I usually do. It is. Um, in in what way does it seem the most different to you? Uh, it was probably because it was going being very personal about it. Uh, uh, I was diving into some, uh, you know, like uh, just you know, family history, personal stuff. And I was kind of being. You know, obviously you up it, you know, to the book, to the drama and stuff, but I was like dealing with like real issues, kind of magnifying them. Hmm. So I didn't know if that was going to turn people off or, because, you know, you know I, I, I don't think I've done anything more personal. That's awesome. Um, how did it, uh, how did it start? It it seems to me like maybe it was a short story that developed. It was it it was sort of that. It was it was it was supposed to be like a shorter concept. 
And uh, anybody that's read it, that first chapter was was me trying to do like a, almost like a proof of concept kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, you know, kind of showed that around and people really liked it and I was really excited about the whole thing. And then immediately I didn't know what to do with the book. <laughs> I was like, what What happened? I guess I should have thought that part out. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was it was several months of just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. Hmm. Kind of, I, I mean, you, you know how it is. I don't know if you've ever had like this that I have this idea and I really want to do something with it and I, and I don't want to like lose it like the idea of it to something else so oh I yeah like yeah definitely pressure. yeah yeah you want to do the idea justice but then like sometimes it feels so big that it's like you're not for me like it's maybe I'm not a good enough writer to to flesh this out the way I want um yeah yeah, those projects can take forever. Yeah. Hmm. By the way, I was really wanting to. I know we were. Uh, I've just oh, I've just jumped into it, but we can talk about anything. You know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just going to mention that because it, it's been on my mind. I was laughing because uh, we were doing Madeline's Bizarro discussion board thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. the last time we talked. Yeah. Yeah, and we briefly got to talk, and I was sitting there like, man. I kind of just want to like dip out and talk to him for a few minutes. <laughs> totally. Because I had like a ton of questions while you were talking. And I was like, ah, oh, this, this isn't my panel though. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same thing. It's like, can I just, can I just chair this and chat to both for a bit? Can you guys all shop? Just <laughs> yeah. sitting there laughing about it. So, but uh, yeah, that, that whole thing was fun. I'm glad Madeline, even though I'm not like the typical bizarre, you know, uh, it's definitely not my genre. Like I, I haven't like really written into it. But uh, she, she was like adamant. She was like, "Yeah, come on, I don't care." Yeah, it's nice. I, I think she, she, she like opened up the net enough because to me as well, she was like, "Uh, you know, you're a weirdish writer," and I'm like, "Yeah, all right, I'll take that." Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're weird enough. I guess you're weird enough. Like I, I get in the club. Are you saying I'm a weird guy who writes? Because I'll definitely like those. Those are both true. I'll say that. Um, I mean, I did, I tried to write Bizarro, but, um, it just felt like it wasn't, um, my brain didn't work that way. Like a little bit of it resonated with me, but I think you just have to be kind of snapped in the head in a very cool way. I just don't think I am. I don't know. No, I think you can do it. It's just, it's one of those, it's such a weird genre. It's almost like writing sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. serious. Hmm. Or taking it serious enough to where you're actually drawn out a whole story based on a, another concept. So it, I, I can imagine it's really challenging. Yeah, have you ever have you ever tried to write some? Oh no 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 no! I I, I do I like the idea of trying to be writing some sort of comedic esque horror thing or something. Mm-hmm. Especially after reading Manlin's book. That, that, that collection of short stories uh but it was uh yeah i don't know i have four it, it is very british to me <laughs> um very i love it it's so just like you know doing some like douglas adams-esque story or something that would be cool that's right yeah that's a good that's a good comparison i think like yeah yeah for sure 
it's like a Monty Python style absurdist yes. thing. It's like like all those movies that Monty Python made are all, are, to me are essentially bizarre fiction. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yes, good point. I mean, like the, that genre, because it's it seems so new, seems to be like redefining itself and expanding more than any other genre. So, um, yeah, and yeah. I noticed that all the authors, uh, you know, people like that, Dangerous Later, and uh, like they're all funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're all very funny, genuinely funny people. So, uh, just seeing that, it would be. It would be kind of intimidating to try and try and do something with it. Yeah, but you know, you never know. Mm. But you yourself are very funny. Like there was, I really enjoyed the the banter between your characters and the in in the book in our biggest fears. Oh, thank you. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, that was just me trying actually trying to be funny, <laughs> but like uh, realistic because it's you know it's kind of the way me and my sister talk. Oh, that's sweet. Sister, so I was trying to like pull that kind of stuff in. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that, that was like your way into the characters. And I recognized some names as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have, yeah, uh, there were some people that, uh, I know BP, Gregory, who she had won a charity thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, she had won like an auction. Uh, and it was just going to be like a name and a kill thing. And then I started talking to her and she gave me like, that whole beautiful backstory, like it, all of that is, I don't think she minded saying that, like all of that's true pretty much mm-hmm. by her dad giving her this fucking massive knife <laughs> uh, to like, just to help her with her anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can I please use this? Mm-hmm. I, at first I talked her out of it. I, I was trying to talk her out of it. Like, this is too good. You need to do something with it. Yeah. But she was like, kind of, she's like, no, you can use it and all this stuff. And then I really wanted to go deep. So a lot of those personal notes about her character, uh, wanted to do that justice. She was very happy with it. So that, that was a relief. And uh, who else has mentioned my name? Uh, Sean from Horror Riders. Mm-hmm. And then the character he was again that's very I was digging information at him I was having to dig some personal like uh not personal but like uh I, I didn't know anything about sports mm-hmm. and I was, I was like given the season I was like what about what time of the year are the Mets losing really bad and they're almost out and all this stuff and he was having to kind of school me Oh, that, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Sam and Adrian at the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were like the big thing. Like, yeah, I've worked with Adrian so much now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read a Father Realm and I really loved uh, his podcast, uh, the Purple Tongue podcast that he did, which I hope he, man, I hope he leans it back one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was listening to, you know, because it's just him, his wife, and his friends, and they're just sitting there shooting the shit and drinking wine and stuff. And it's very, it it it's like being around friends. Like it it was so uh, genuine, and he just that was such a great podcast. So, 
that was a big inspiration just hearing him and Sam talk. And uh yeah, I'd kind of sent it yeah, I'd sent it to him and uh he was one of the first readers and he was he really liked it and apparently I made Sam cry. Oh. And I was like, oh, I must have something here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. sorry, go for it. No, okay, yeah, go ahead. This kind of, um, you mentioned it's personal, like it's dedicated to your sister. Um, do you get to hang out with your sister often? Uh, uh, today is, you know, not as often, especially uh, she had moved, uh, she had moved away in her uh, due to her previous relationship. I think she, you know, she's talking about maybe moving back here closer to home, but she was, uh, I, you know, when I do see her, it's like a big event. Like, if she's in town, it's like we have to do something. We have to hang out, even if it's just an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I miss, it. I, miss, I miss her. I miss seeing her. Has she read the book yet? Yeah, she was, I had to... I really wanted to make sure that she was okay with the stuff that it did use. Yeah. And that she was comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And then also for just if she had more personal notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she was dealing with like a bad relationship and everything. And I was using that as a as a kind of a springboard. You know, obviously exaggerated a bit. But, uh, yeah, I was... Really needed her to be comfortable with everything I was using because if she wasn't comfortable, then I, you know, I, I couldn't be content to put it out. That's so, very good. To, yeah, it's, it's it's good to make sure. Um, so I take it she's like super supportive of your writing, though. Yeah, yeah, she is, and I, I really, yeah, I, she's just supportive in everything, and she's, you know, uh, just uh, just having her there. And, not only being okay with it, but like, you know, like, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I really do appreciate her. So it it was, yeah. I, I mean, I essentially turned into a, you know, a final girl type thing, so. <laughs> well, I mean, coming from you and what I know of you, I mean, that's like one of the highest honors. Yeah, I, I, I love horror movies, and I've been wanting to run like a slasher serial killer thing forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd actually had that, that mask and everything like, ready to go. I just didn't know what the deal was. Oh, is that like a real, is that a real picture on the back? It's uh, somewhat real. I had a funny story. I was trying to carve a mask, mm-hmm. or not carve, like a uh, sculpt a mask, and I had sculpted it, and I had made like a fatal error of not putting any release or putting plastic on the back of it. So I couldn't get it off the thing I was sculpting on. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to lose this. There's no way around it. I can't bake it. Mm-hmm. So I just took a picture of it, took a couple of really good pictures of it. And then I just finished it digitally. And I was like, I'll go back and make one later. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I, was, happy, I was happy with the picture. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. So like the, uh, the bandages are like good. But like uh, the rest of the mask is that was actually sculpted. That's really cool. I did end up going back and making like miniature ones for the uh, the book, uh, the book kits that I sent out to reviewers and stuff. And, and BP got one because of the contest. She got like a personal one. Uh, 
That's awesome. Man. I did, but spoiler, man. I was, but I, I was like, just don't put pictures of it out yet because you know. Ah. But she, uh, yeah, she she got one, and then my sister's she's getting a book kit when she comes to visit. So. Is this like a new thing for you, or have you been, I don't know, baking stuff before? Oh yeah, yeah. I love. Uh, ever since I was one of those kids, like uh, I loved playing with like Play Doh and Silly Putty. And uh, with Silly Putty, I'd always do like the I'd bake like uh, custom heads and stuff, mm-hmm. and mask like very Mission Impossible type stuff. Because I was one of those like, oh, I want an action figure of this, but they don't make it. So that was my way of doing it. So yeah, I've always been like going around and sculpting and stuff, and I just kind of kept growing. And then I was introduced to the glory of Potter McClay. And I thought, oh, you can keep this. Mm-hmm. To paint it and do all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was doing that. So I, and naturally, it just kind of came back, and I was I did that whole uh, book kit. Every uh, reviewer, I sent it out like it as if it was from the killer. Oh yeah, so they, yeah, they I got, saw that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like a, a found these like little tiny house boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, send them like an interactive puzzle they had to figure out, which they they eventually did. They uh, figured out that the uh, that the quote unquote killer for the book was on Twitter, and uh, it kind of houses all the special features and stuff. Wow, that's so cool! Because you're like you're a guy who's always been a fan of like collector's edition kits and stuff, so you like have enjoyed the care that goes into stuff like that right yeah yeah it was it was, it was really fun just doing those yeah because i've done the, you know similar stuff for like year 47 and so yeah it's fun making little physical things that way if people do you know it kind of pulls them in yeah definitely so yeah i was yeah i, I really did have fun making that it's super unique i mean it's something you you can only really get an indie publishing, I think, is that like those personal touches. Yeah, yeah, you have to be, you have to have a little fun with it because I, you know, I know like a lot of people like to give out bookmark and stuff, which I've done. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if there's something I can do to kind of get people's attention and just have a, a little more fun, and then that way they're kind of easily relaxed mm-hmm. into the when the book actually starts being read, it's. Hmm. you know it, it's kind of more fun to mentally put them there before they've even opened the book and um it seems like it, it seems like it is resonating personally with people like is that something that you expected or does it surprise you oh yeah no yeah it's a total surprise because be you know i i think we've all done stuff as artists where it kind of just goes into the ether and then you're like oh well yeah. oh well <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. Whenever people like the first one I sent out, it went to uh, uh, Will Red Beard, who's a YouTube. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think I've seen him on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. He's starting to really. He he can kind of grew fast out of that. Uh, but I had sent one to him, and I immediately got the reaction that I wanted. He got it and he's like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, it creeped him out. I was like, Yes, this is what I wanted. 
So yeah, when it works, it's it's always great. You always plan for it to work, but you can't fake it to work because it's it's kind of weird. You never know if people are going to react the way you want them to react. Yeah, take away what. Well, like when I was younger, I always assumed that writers had some sort of extra insight into people or knew more about what they were doing than than they must do because as an adult now and having written for so long like i don't understand people very well i've got no idea whether they're going to respond to what i put out in the world or not yeah um, it it's so funny like you, you're writing for that audience but at the same time you really have to it's it's really true you really have to write for yourself and then hope that the audience finds you yeah pretty much yeah. You if that audience did find you and they, you know, if you're able to make that easier and draw them in and do all this fun stuff, then why not do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, there's so many different writing styles in a book that's like so short. Like there's, there's lots of different chapters and there's like diary entries and news articles, uh, text exchanges. Um, were these like new styles that you tried? Was that, was it deliberate that? that this was all going in or did it just arise out of the writing process? Uh, a little bit of both. There was, there were some things that did kind of come out of, uh, like the, uh, like the text exchange. I figured that would be more personal instead of just writing it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the newspaper thing, it was a definite, uh, Definitely a thing I wanted to use. Uh, the journal thing I've used before, so I was comfortable with it. It's kind of like my way of doing first person and third person. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it because once you switch, people are used to third person. When you switch to first person, it immediately becomes way more personal and engaging. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can use that as a, you know, uh, kind of an impactful weapon if you use it right. So it, it, I used it before in a earlier book, and it, it turned out to be a lot of people's like favorite chapter. Mm-hmm. This came out of nowhere, so I kind of wanted to do something like that again, where you can just really get emotional and stuff. So, you can't, you, you know, being emotional, I mean, like you got you got to go first person. I, I feel like it's. I feel like that's the thing you do. Like you really get inside the character's head. Hmm. I don't know. Like personally, I spend so much time on everything I write now that by the time it's finished, like it's not it's not doing anything for me anymore. So when people like have reactions to it, because like I can work on stories for months or much longer, and then um, I don't know if anyone has any kind of personal reaction to it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it was supposed to do. I forgot. <laughs> like it kind of did. When I first had the idea earlier, um, no, no, I'm, I know I'm with you, but by yeah. the end of this book, I was I was fucking sick of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's exactly it's exactly like I told Madeline. Like the the last film I want to see is the one I made. <laughs> like I'd rather see anything else. <laughs> by the way, I, I really did. Thank you for letting me uh, watch that film. Oh, I'm cool. I'm so glad you um. I'm so glad you, you know, were interested in it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was really good. Like, uh, I, I love the uh, dialogue character-driven movies. Mm. There's such, like, uh, sometimes you just want to see people act. Yeah. And talk. I, I, you get a hankering for this type of movies. 
like uh, Twelve Angry Men, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just want to see people do things. You, you don't, you know, you don't necessarily want the act. Mm. Uh, so that movie, I really liked it, and I know you were. <laughs> that's the one of those things I wanted to talk to you about because, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's kind of been a lot of uh, similar movies that are using the whole conference call thing right now. Yeah. Obvious reasons. Hmm. I didn't. I was telling you. I was wanting to tell you during the thing. I was like, "Don't worry, dude. I, you should. Uh, you should really, really be proud of that. Don't even worry about the other stuff. Because oh. I know host is very popular right now. But, yeah. Uh, I was. I was. I was sitting there. I was like, "Yeah, I actually like what those." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's so kind of you. I. I really appreciate it. No, I knew that you would be. You would be good about it. It's funny because like. I know, like, for you, for both of us, I know that, like, the writing community is so important to us. Like, we love having other writer friends because they're, like, like-minded, cool people. Um, mm. But often when you send stuff out, like a film, um, this hasn't happened yet because I haven't really... I haven't even sent it to that many people. But um, I'm all scared that they're going to be like, oh, like, congratulations, but, like, I'm I'm so... I've already agreed to review so much stuff. And, you know, they, they, they feel like you're sending it to them because you want their stamp of approval for promotion purposes or something yeah um yeah i got you and that's like the last thing i care about i just thought hey i know i know bo will be cool about this like because he's always been so supportive of the films um so yeah you're like one of the few people i sent it to because i i just wanted people to enjoy it um and well thank you for that yeah Yeah. it, it really i really uh really did enjoy it. it it was one of those things where i milled out and uh on the laptop and I was like this is just the dialogue it's very, it's very snappy and witty and it just kept you engaged oh cheers I, I mean um, I had so much fun like because it's totally free like it's so much fun just being like right well I'm going to make the story exactly what I want it to be I'm going to have all the characters say like whatever the hell I would just have characters in one of my stories saying because like everyone yeah. here is up for doing this um Nobody like is making money out of it or expecting to do so. So let's just do whatever the hell we want. Um, They're the best movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just had like, like it's clearly not manufactured. Like you could tell. Like you guys were just, you were doing what you what you wanted to be doing. Having it's, a good it, time. It, it, it man that that, that thing all spirals pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, and it get it gets like pretty trippy. But uh, I, I do I love it. Uh, I love when people like just just take their risk. Like I'm just gonna make whatever I want. If people want to watch it, that's cool. That's like um that that's all I want to do anymore. That's the only thing I want to spend my time on. And um, same goes with like the, the podcast. Like you, obviously, huge fan of you. Like as a person and a writer, only want to talk to um people like that. I forgot. I like I've completely forgotten that um the promotional aspect of it. So I'm always taken aback when people assume that's my motivation because I I would spend zero time <laughs> i don't have time for that like i don't understand how anyone does um it's like yeah it's, no one's no one's asking us to do this just watch it plus you i mean like it's only it was only been like a year since you started making films and then you made a feature film and i found that jump to be like super impressive oh thank you so much um we sent it off to sundance <laughs> biggest biggest festival there is um, we hear back in uh, December, and then uh, after that, probably just shotgun it everywhere. 
Um, see if yeah, anyone. Yeah, and if it ends up they somewhere cool, then then we'll go. We'll go watch it in Spain or something. If it if it shows up there, then why not? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And in the meantime, I wrote another script for uh, Sam. Sam is the guy with the glasses. Bob one. Um, he and I are going to make another film this Christmas, where I've like kidnapped him in his mum's art studio. Um, <laughs> so like. Yes. His mum's like uh, kind enough to let us use that, uh, and that'll be awesome. And it's just like another oh, dialogue the, thing. The one set daily, right? That we were, I think you were talking. You were talking about like yeah, the like single room like, dramas. Love the yes. single room dramas because if you if you if you own the room, then the budget is zero. <laughs> but also, like yeah. as people who've been writing for so long, like. I love the challenge of, of the writing because like you say like that's exactly where the focus is that's that's where that's where it always is but never more so apparent in films where there really is nothing else going on um and so it's actually like a comfier domain to start with as somebody who's been writing longer than making films to make a film that that's where the focus is um oh by the way you're yeah. you're welcome to write stuff for us if you want and we can make oh, it don't, don't open that door <laughs> <laughs> Do serial serial killers in Stavanger or something? Why not? <laughs> um, See if you've done something. You've yeah, done we can build up your IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> I should almost have a credit because of uh, no sleep, but I don't think I technically made it in. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you do you have like do you, you have some stories on their podcast? I just had the I had the one the uh, the Christmas special from last year. Nice. Uh, yeah, that Graham uh, Graham Road produced. Uh, he was a uh, he. He kind of he took that. He snatched that story up. He's like, I really want to do something with this. And then it's like, Would you mind if I tried? I was like, Yeah, sure, obviously. If you, you know, you're performing and you want to do something with it. And then he came back a couple weeks later. He's like, Okay, no sleep wants it. I'm like, What? <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> That's awesome. You need to um send me the link or something so that we can get it. You know people on the podcast to look at it but um that's great that's like a huge podcast yeah i was i was i was ecstatic i got some other stuff submitted like officially submitted through the mm -hmm. things but uh yeah i'm hoping that'll that'll turn up cool you know how many people submit to mostly you gotta wait a while yeah yeah i've i've submitted myself in the past i think but um yeah and and i listened to it as well but um yeah, so like are you working on other stories at the moment or what what are you up to? Uh me and uh, uh yeah, me and Medina are uh we're working on something now we might put out later. Mm hmm That's cool. It's very much, you know, blueprints right now, but uh we're talking out and uh gonna try and co author a book. And uh yeah, it, we were it, that was a lot of fun because we met up uh, did a did a, a video uh, we did a phone chat and uh, mm -hmm. that lasted a really long time longer than I thought it would. Well, yeah, I can imagine. It's, we were just excited. Just we just kept going with stuff and shooting it back and forth. Like what we both started out with is not what we ended up with, it, and it was that. That's always so exciting. So, like, you developed the idea together first, and then you're working on a script, like on and off or? yeah yeah 
Yeah, because we definitely want the uh, we definitely wanted the book to feel natural. You know, the two authors mm-hmm. and have a so we just kind of setting down some ground rules, doing some research, and uh, yeah, and and I've worked with Medina, you know, a few times already. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's very natural. Just going back into it, I don't feel like there's any butting heads when there's a disagreements about like uh, what should be what. Yeah. We always end up with something better than we both wanted. So. Nice. That's awesome. And you can you talk about this uh, editing project as well? Uh, yeah. Which one? I'm the one you the, you sent me the hundred words. Oh, uh, that's uh, we had to put a delay on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because because uh, you know we had originally planned it to be with the. Uh, the whole COVID thing mm-hmm. when it first started out, that this should, this should date it like at the beginning of the year. And we were going to do like a charity event, but uh, the whole political, whole political atmosphere changed and everything with the, you know, the black lives matter, black lives matter movement. And uh, mm-hmm. so we, we, we kind of went back and re, re you know, rethought what we were going to do with it. Yeah, because you know it's kind of weird to do like a Lovecraft type thing in that atmosphere. It doesn't feel right. Ah, uh, okay, I see your point. Yeah, yeah I see your yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, so we were doing that, and uh, just you know, personal breaks and stuff happening, and other projects opened up. So we were on a bit of delay. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what we're going to do with it. I've had I've had that contact a few people. But yeah, we we still want to do the uh, the limited word search, or word search, limited word story. Because uh, uh, I'm sure, I, I just from what the submissions I've read, uh, they're really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was still yeah still it's still on the table. I just I have no idea what is going to happen. Well, like almost all creative people I know, like myself included, have about five or six things going on at least and then you know they they come out when they're when they're ready yeah typically like uh, me and uh it was uh bailey was gonna bailey hart who man read the uh the log house that's someone you should have on i think she's on like a social media break right now okay i'll write it down uh but when she uh when she uh comes back she'd be really good to have on because i work with her on uh by your then Mm-hmm. Uh, after reading her uh, novel, The Lock House, I fucking love the book. Uh, so she, you know that too. That that kind of hindered things. Her wanting to be, you know, because I think me and her both, we we both just had like enough social media right now. Man. Yeah, and that didn't help the project. <laughs> <laughs> That's on us, obviously. You know, because we were, you know, mental break, man. Yeah, everything's um time is going very strangely. No. Um best to best to leave projects until you have the energy for them. Um I always I always think that. Like I don't know about you, but sometimes you finish a draft of something and then I always go, God, I, like I can't even look at this thing again and then I think, yeah, but there will come a day when you're not tired of looking at it and then you should look at it on that day. Yeah. Um that's a, that's a good tip for you. Yeah, Everybody, man. Once once you finish something, and before you even go back and put eyes back on it, just leave it because it's just gonna be a collection of words that you just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna frustrate. <laughs> like whenever I tell myself that, 
part of me always goes, well, I find that very hard to believe there will, there will ever be a day I want to read this again. And then, like, a month later, I'll be like, yeah, all right, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you're surprised, you're like, oh, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Not bad. Like, cool sentence. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, around you. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Although... But yeah, I always, I always worry about those people. Like, uh, you see it on uh, social media, like, people that just finished it. Now it's time for the editing. And I'm like, you did not give edit. Okay. <laughs> you were going to hate it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm never motivated by that that style as well. Like, you got to get up and do it every day, whether or not you like it or not. And you're like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> when? Who, who said I have to do that? Um, yeah. Th- thank God, man. I had a... I managed to get Anya Stanley... Uh, you know, big in the horror community for her articles and stuff on horror movies. Mm-hmm. I I worked with her on by your hand, and I, I was like, "Can you please help me edit? Can you? Can you? Would you? Would you be willing to let me hire you as an editor?" And she was totally game. Mm-hmm. And that helped tremendously to have her working as a working as an editor because man, she really sharpened that story with her horror movie knowledge and. Calling me out on my bullshit when it needed to, put in the <laughs> polite way, but I was like, "Yes, thank you." Challenge me. <laughs> nice. Like, if this is stupid, tell me, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, finding a good editor is important for sure. Um, but like, I, I mean, I've, I've, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. Tell me. I was just gonna say, just follow her on was it bookish plinko. Okay. I think if, if people aren't following her. On Twitter, like she's just amazing articles that she keeps contributing. I mean, she's you know she's she was writing for Fangora and things and cool. Um, yeah, definitely read her stuff, especially if you're a horror movie junkie. She'll change your perspective on things. Awesome, yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'm writing it down. I always get good, so supportive of other people. I always get good tips of like. Uh, I always leave with like more tips of other people's work to read <laughs> than like. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, you want those people to. It's like you meet these people, like, why not? I mean, like, that's the whole point. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You, you want, you want, you want to, you want to push your friends. Yeah, for sure. Rising tide lifts all boats. Situation. Rising tide lifts all boats. No, I heard that one before. It's nice. Um. Why not? Yeah, support your friends, man. I'm like I don't I'm not going for that whole competition thing. Being all jealous and somebody's got a hit book and all that stuff. That's just wasted energy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't uh, yeah. I don't I don't care. Um for sure, like see see in the um in the filmmaking club, I think people if especially if they've never made films before or like done anything creative, they come in with this attitude that like everyone else is their enemy or like that they have to be really hostile to me in particular. Of course, I never call anyone on it because, um, because you know, I, I collaborate with them in future. And like, it, typically after one or two sessions, then they start to calm down. But at first, they're just like, so, 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 so you, you think you can make films? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you can come and do it with me and we'll have a good time. Is that okay? <laughs> like, well, while we're all here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it yeah, it, yeah when you put people in a group, there's... It's where anybody can be competitive. And, oh, look what I can do. What I can do. Like, but, like, 
Mm. It, it, which is, I, you know, it's okay at first. But like, really should. Uh, it's just like in life, like you be with these people who will kind of learn off of them and engage with them and, you know, share share the experience with them. And that's why we're all here. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that like being, well, as you know, like being creative and sending creative work out into the world is an incredibly vulnerable thing to do for like anyone. I think like, you know, people who've done, I don't know, even tough things in life would be surprised at how, you know, how they react. I think people go back to learned processes of, um, I don't know, difficult school experiences of, and stuff. And that's why they start acting out because it, it's a totally new skill. And when you do something that's totally new, you you revert back to like an older an earlier version of yourself or something um yeah because well, i've done well, it i do it I myself think, yeah. yeah i think people are just kind of when they have something they're they're kind of they're scared that they're going to lose it because somebody else can do it mm. like all of a sudden that negates like oh he's oh he's creative too he writes like I, there's no point in me doing this Hmm. Or the opposite effect is, you know, well, I'm going to do it better than him and I'll show him. Yeah. But like both those are just, those are, you know, you gotta, you gotta be in the middle, man. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I've never understood why if you're going to take on competition, you're not, you're not then like in competition with every book that's ever been made. Oh yeah. In which case, like, then we'd all just stop. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. Then, then you're done automatically. Um, it can't, it can't be about that. Um, well, start bringing your own voice to it. I mean, you know, Rembrandt has just as much say in the artist community as Jack Kirby to me. Like, <laughs> different, yeah, yeah. It One just depends who you are. Than the other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, oh, speaking of which, like, we've got your lovely art by the door. This beautiful piece that you sent. That's a really cool competition. Oh, oh, the, uh, yeah, oh, forget about that. The Geek Man. Shredder. Uh, yeah. yeah. Freddie Williams II, also follow him. <laughs> He's a man. He was, uh, he was super cool about that. Because, you know, because you never know when you're talking to somebody that, like, works in the field. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he, I mean, he's still doing those uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman comics and stuff. And he's, like, the king of the crossover. He gets to do all the fun stuff. So talking to him, it's always like, oh, he was kind of wanting to do this contest. And uh, you think if I buy a couple pieces off of you, like, yeah, you'd be willing to sign them and all this stuff. And he just threw all this stuff at us. And he's like, just raise as much money, just give it out, just do whatever you can with it. And I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So we were able to, you know, we were only going to give out a couple. And then we ended up being able to give out so many. And then sold off some for charity and stuff. It was great. Uh, yeah, so I'm really glad that uh, you guys, because it it made, it made us happy. Because everything that like uh, your response, I hope you're not mad, but uh, your mm-hmm. like your response, like uh, I kind of like fielded it back to him with like all the people who had responded and just to just to show him, I was like, look at what you're doing, dude. No, that's lovely. That's lovely. That's it what it's all, all about. These people happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, like those kind of stories, like I, I've only a handful of times have I ever reached out to a creative and 
I don't know, they've not been so happy that you've chosen them personally and want to get involved with them. Um, <laughs> like, no matter who they are. Um, and also, like, you know, I, I think about, like, in, in my club, we had... Um, oh, we've got a new film that's going to go out tomorrow on YouTube. Um, and it has, like... Has like sixteen people in it or something, um, but we're there for like an hour and a half every evening, and they're all really keen to like get in their ideas and stuff. But you, you can't over an hour and a half, you can't personally connect to sixteen different people, right? So when you when you convey these personal stories to this artist guy, like that might be, you know, the the most recent time that he's seen those kind of stories, even if like hundreds upon thousands of people are looking at his work. It's it's just not the same, you know. Those personal connections are are so important. That's how we work, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I know, I know. We are, yeah, because every artist wants to connect with the people that they're trying to communicate with, mm -hmm. reach them on whatever level. I mean, and that's yeah, it's a good point. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I feel you film tomorrow. It's, it's coming out tomorrow, yeah. We made it last uh, Wednesday. It's the sequel to uh, Vampires Anonymous. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I get, uh, this will be out by the time that's out. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you can check that out. Um, and then I thought, like, because we've got that room and we've made these two anonymous films that are, like, five minutes long, I said, like, let's make... And I, I had this idea that we were going to do like a social media comedy thing where we all get really mad at one another, but um, it's going to get so dark here for the next number of months that there's not much point in doing an outdoors thing. So I think we'll make Anonymous the movie. Um, and I've got like, I've got a woman who knows choreographers. I'm going to get her to do a dance for it. Um, I'll try and do some like songs in the film, just like a bunch of <laughs> random nonsense. Like wh whoever can do anything, we'll just put it in <laughs> and it'll be the biggest pile Absolutely. of nonsense. Because I should the the early viewers of this latest film were just like, what, what what the hell did I just watch? I was like, that's exactly the effects I wanted. Because <laughs> um, as you know, I think it takes a long time to. I w I wish this process took zero time. Like assuming the identity of whatever um creative outlet you've chosen. Like oh, it took me a long time to to say I was a writer. Like why? Just put a sentence down. Now you're one. No, just get on with it. That's silly. Like, yeah. so we, yeah, we talked to uh, Graham Road about that when he, uh, he did the show. He was, uh, and then he had taught. He had expanded on it. I think during like a no sleep thing. He was like, he loves the the idea of doing podcasts and stuff because it's such an immediate, such an immediate. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He loves he loves the fact that it's finished. So so immediately they have a, a project there that you can see and it's done and you react with and you can engage and you can feel that success of like oh, okay I did this because hmm. you know he talks about like doing movies and stuff and TV shows and you know he could forget that he even did it by the time it comes out and you don't get that reaction. Cool. You don't get that reaction right away. <clears throat> yeah that, that's a really good point like i mean for all we talk about problems with the internet and so on there's so many new things that's given us like i love i was just listening to some podcasts with like celebrity interviews but the kind of chat that they have the one-on-one -on -one personal chat when they're not like playing to an audience or something is seems totally new to me um it seems like we're 
learning more about one another and feeling more connected to one another. Um, I mean, like, that's not going to replace, like, having family or whatever, but it's better than nothing. It's something that didn't exist before. Um, yeah. I also find, like, I meet a lot of introverts in person and I receive lovelier, like, online messages from them than the chats we have in real life. Because <laughs> I, I think um, in both of our heads, it's probably just like, God, I wish I was home. I really just want to be home right now. <laughs> like that. That's that's my thought, yeah. like, 90% no, of the time. I'm willing to bet there's a ton of, like, people you've had on. And I, I know me and Dustin, like, we're the same way. Like, we'd be, like we're all just introverts. It's, we're extroverted introverts, especially when we can just be in our own element, but engage with people. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's great. Um yeah, it's really nice. So what are you like, what are you doing at the moment? What's your project? How's your weekend been? What's going on with you? <laughs> I'm just playing it easy. I've been, uh, you know, just uh, doodling and stuff for notes because I'm a visual note. Mm -hmm. If I come up with ideas for things, it's usually drawn first. Mm -hmm. uh, so just doing that thing with Medina and just, just drawing for myself, really. And then watching a bunch of old 80s movies. I don't know why I'm on a bender. Nice. Anything good? Uh, <laughs> I gotta finish it today. I'm in the middle of the dirt bike kids. The dirt bike kids. Uh, it was uh, it's it's so eighties. It's not even funny. It has like all the the tropes. It's like there's just a random food fight in this movie for no reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's the kid from uh, uh Christmas Story. Okay. Because he's not a kid anymore, and he still acts and produces. I can't remember his name. <laughs> so it's nothing personal, that guy. But, uh, yeah, it's about him getting a magical dirt bike. That's like a, a living, sentient thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he has to, like, raise money to save a, a restaurant. <laughs> it's, God, saying that loud is stupid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's goofy fun. I take it there's some sort of like evil chef who's like, you'll never raise enough money to save this. Oh, it's even better. It's an evil bank manager. <laughs> evil uh, bank manager, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want to foreclose on this place. Ah, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's so, no, you got it. It's, it's all, all the things you can think of in that movie so far. But I remember like watching it until when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah. I get that, and I think I'm uh, going to finish Flash Gordon too because I've never seen Flash Gordon. I'm ashamed to admit that. The first one. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, the, there, okay. Uh, yeah. The one with the Queen's hat. Like all that stuff is in my head. All the imagery, the mm -hmm. Queen music, all of it's there, but I've never seen that movie. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like on a pulp hero bender thing too. So uh, I, I was. Giving it a go, and I watched like some event. I want to finish it, and I was like, "This is this movie's fucking rad." <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Why well, didn't watch it sooner? Do you think you'll ever do like a cartoon or like a graphic novel? Oh, I would love to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love to. I just don't know. Uh, it's kind of hard to say when when I would do it or if or because you just never know. Like you know, like I don't have any like. Uh, Hardcore plans. Mm -hmm. 
I know there's stuff I would love to do with the cop. Like I tried to pitch uh I tried to pitch uh celestial pictures. I'd written to them, I was like, is there any way I can get the rights to Inframan? Mm-hmm. Like uh can I have a, like a license to do a, a sequel comic to the movie uh, Inframan? Okay, okay. Because you're in for fun. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's, I'm a fan of Infoman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love that. You know, it's my favorite childhood movie. I love that movie to death. And uh, I would I'd really have like a killer sequel idea. Mm-hmm. And I would like to do it in like a comic book form or something. But uh, of course, I never heard back then. Oh. You know, that was a shot in the dark. Worth asking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because my thought was like, oh, what if they act, you know. It's one of those things, like, if they said they had to keep all of the money, <laughs> yeah. I would still probably do it. <laughs> so, do you have, like, other goals as a writer, or just in general? Uh, oh, that's it. Man. Yeah, yeah I, would, I wouldn't mind getting in the right movies and stuff. I, you know, it, it, that's, that's a hard field. Mm-hmm. It is like you. I'm that's, again. That's why I'm like so flabbergasted by the how quickly you guys are moving and the success of it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, like kind of transitioning into movies, comics because those are. I mean, that's what made me want to be a writer to begin with, really. Because mm-hmm. you know, I just grew up reading, just being obsessed with movies and graphic novels and stuff growing up. Yeah. Well, like I say, if you um if you you know, take a look at the stuff that we do, um, and if you think of anything appropriate, like if it requires access to like basic stuff like I don't know, an office or a restaurant or something, or a bedroom serial killer speech or something, um, you can send it to us and we'll make it. And then you can I don't know if those credits I don't know if those credits translate into anything but i do know that we're having fun <laughs> no no i no joke when you ask that there is like a bunch of it would be fun just 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 to do it just to write something for you guys that would be fun yeah go for it please do um we um your piece or something yeah um what i'm going to do is like so we did vampires anonymous and then tomorrow umbrellas anonymous is coming out um <laughs> and it's about like an umbrella that's try that thinks it's arrived at umbrellas anonymous um, and oh, then s- somebody suggested aubergines anonymous next because apparently there's like nicotine in the skin of them that you can smoke. So we were like, maybe that's a film. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just go for it, man. Like, see, you're you're more bizarre than you think. You're <laughs> yeah, it's true. But if you wanted to write one of those, you totally you totally could. Um, they just yeah. the, the, they're they they can't be too silly. And they're they're all just for practice. Um, like the the real goals of this one was like use my green screen for the first time. Um, and like I don't know. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. Did your your video introduction to your channel? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Using green, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> it took. Okay, me- I didn't. I never mentioned it to him. Glad you brought that up. <laughs> Just if anybody watches anything, at least go watch that. It's so funny. <laughs> cheers, cheers. I was just like, to me, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> it felt so. It felt so silly. I like. It took me so long to make it as well, and I was just. I'm just saying a bunch of stuff that I'd already scripted, 
and I was still just like, oh, what did I say? <laughs> so, and then I just thought like, it, it was, I think, the biggest revelation for me last year. It's like when you start saying, I don't know, or like showing stuff that you're, I don't know, have, having a laugh at yourself, like being vulnerable, that builds trust. So then I realized like, if I can show those things, it's only a, an asset and a strength to what I do. Like being honest about the level of skill that I have or just, I don't know, not taking things too seriously are really attractive to people rather than being like, you know, dressed for the job you want and look very competent all the time. It's actually um, off-putting to me. You know, I'm looking for people like, uh, what would I, what would attract me? And it's somebody who's like, I don't know, not taking things too seriously, having a laugh, failing a little bit openly. I mean, that, that takes courage. <laughs> Yeah. It totally works too. Like I, I'm, I'm with you. The the more genuine person is, or at least seems. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get funny, but like uh, I just love genuine people. I I rather that's that's what will turn me off from the running community is people that just constantly, you know, oh, what's your favorite Stephen King book? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. hey, come, just talk to me like a normal person, please. Yeah. It's I'm like not a- going to like you because you like this. I'm going to like you because, I, I mean, I'll figure that stuff out about you. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dangerous Slater's tweeting about, like, you know, his dick or something. Fart, <laughs> farts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, okay, I can tell this guy this is who he is. This guy, yeah, you know. Yeah. Fun. And he is. with her misworkiness and just love people like that. That's true, yeah, and they are both great examples of like lovely, supportive people. I've always said that, and like if anyone asks me for bizarro, like, uh, recommendations, it's always both of them because I think of them first because they're like cool people, you know. Um, I do happen to think their writing is awesome, but I think of them first because I'm like, yeah, they're like I love chatting to them. They're nice people. I think it's a good indicator too, just like what you're gonna get when you're writing. I I, I know people could be like you know. It can be completely different when when they're writing, but most people are writing from you know their internal well. Hmm. You're, you're always getting bits and pieces in in the writing. So if you like the person, probably gonna like the writing anyway. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, which is like so, it, it's a tough thing to say because like you always feel like like if that's true, then knowing the person will like enhance your enjoyment of their writing of course as a writer you always hope that you put everything that the person needs between the pages but it's just not it just doesn't work that way i don't think yeah hmm. yeah because everybody's been poor or whatever so yeah you're right like knowing the person uh, at the very least the personality i think it really does enhance the experience hmm. plus you just can't get a sense of people that do the the daily writing community hashtag thing yeah uh, like um the majority of them, they're just asking the same questions over and over, and then you can tell it's just like a engage with me because I have a book that's mm. similar. And it's like I don't really know you that. At least tell me what the book's about. At least there's <laughs> uh, just something, and they, they just don't do that. That's so weird. To me. Yeah. So, so you're watching watching more films this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy more personal time like that especially having the downtime and i'm not freaking out about a book and you know panicking that i have to get it out and i have to do this and mm-hmm. 
trying to make, just trying to make the best of the situation. So yeah, just watching movies and doing art for myself, and and then all the other projects kind of fall in between the uh, fall in the gaps, and it makes it more fun. Awesome! Sounds like a great plan. Um, but I hope you're super proud of this one. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I hope I hope people will pick it up. Thank you. I really and I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it, and thank you again for the uh, the invite. Saw that I was like absolutely. Oh, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you. So <laughs> you know, just you don't need a book to come back on. Just give me a <laughs> give me a call if you see Discord on. I'll say hi. <laughs> don't mind. <laughs> Next week. Yeah, go Bo for Chapel. it. Why not? Bring it to that Boji Apple. People are like, what the what the hell's happened to the show? <laughs> totally. Just, my guest this week is Boji Apple again for the fifth time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, and then like the film recommendations keep getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I saw, uh, I don't know, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's just basically like how did this get made selections. Yeah, that'd be cool. Joel, Juan and I just watched um, Tarantula from the 1950s. Do you know it? I've heard of it and I've never, yeah, it's like one of those like B movies, right? Yeah, like a massive tarantula terrorizing city. It's so cool. But like, Juan predicted it because, like, at the end, like, well, no spoilers, but, like, there's a big finale at the end, and then it just goes, the end, you know, like, you don't get to talk oh. to any of the characters or something. Um, they they were, they, all of those movies back then were like that. Uh, they just, yeah, it's just like, well, the threat's over. You did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right, go home. All right, fuck off. Yeah, the film's what, over. what about, like, the infrastructure and, like, your government's reaction to this or where are the characters going to be? <laughs> totally, like, <laughs> did, did they get together I, in the end or, yeah. Is everyone okay? It's, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> you got the gist of it. The end. <laughs> totally. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I wish. I wish there were more films like that. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. That like uh, what was it? Um, Death Proof. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's true. That, like, is, that movie yeah. just ended. Yeah. And I was like, this is like one of the best endings ever. It was hilarious. You're right. Yeah, that's to it's totally an homage to all of those endings. Like all most of Hitchcock films as well. They're just like, yep, he's dead. Yep, go on then. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just, I guess they didn't feel the need for epilogues and wrap ups and stuff. It's like we we took care of the threat. Threat is over. Everybody <laughs> can relax. Totally. Get a good time. Everyone goes home. Yeah, it's nice. Everybody exits. It's like I wonder what happened to that character. Then. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we want to go home. It's been like a long shoot. <laughs> yeah, and we did it. We killed the giant spider. Hmm. It's so funny. I just read um, I just read this memoir of this filmmaker that I respect, and he was just like, oh, um, he said like I don't know anything about lenses, and I mostly don't stay to do the long takes because at the end of the day, I just want to get home to my wife. And he's like a well-respected. <laughs> Um, filmmaker who's like you know genius and you have to go see his films and everything and I was like great because I feel exactly the same and I thought that made me like not a real filmmaker um, but I had like e even like last week people were going oh, what if we do this extra scene and I was like it's already eight I want to go get a snack <laughs> I want to go <laughs> like, it, it is what it is guys <laughs> yeah so. I think uh, what was it uh, Roger Deakins the cinematographer I think he has a podcast yeah that's true yeah and uh uh, Bill Pope was on there. He's, my, he's like possibly my favorite cinematographer. Mm -hmm. And he was telling that story about how uh, shooting those Matrix sequels was a nightmare because 
the Wachowskis had read about uh, Kubrick doing his infamous, we do it, we do it a thousand takes yeah. until the character breaks down and everything's natural. Mm-hmm. And he was just sitting there like, we got it on the first take. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he said like filming those things was very stressful. He's come back around on it, obviously. He's like, it's like, yeah, I look at those things and like a miracle. They exist now. It's really good and I enjoy them. Is that what you think of them? Oh, I fucking love the Matrix movies. I will defend those because I know a lot of people don't like the sequels. Mm-hmm. I know that's that that's a pretty slim majority on that one, and I'm okay with it because I just I love them so much. Mm-hmm. And like everything, the Matrix is kind of one thing to me, like the Animatrix and then the, the oh yeah, the yeah trilogy and everything, the games, all that's just one story in my head, mm-hmm. and I just kind of count one thing oh that's cool yeah the games were good as well only the playstation yeah yeah the yeah because they had actually filmed they had filmed an, an, like an additional movie to go in that game and you only get to see it if you play that game oh i didn't know it was like that, was, that much content yeah i think it's like uh what is it, like 50 50 minutes or something like that wow awesome you know, but yeah like all that footage with not ruby and ghost and uh like that's all original content and backstory for the. It's kind of like you know the another subplot that you didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people probably don't know that Ghost was had like a crush on uh, Trinity once you play that game. And he's he's in the movie. He's a character has like maybe one line, maybe two lines. Mm-hmm. So, I that that type of stuff is it's fascinating to me the way they decided the world to build. And uh, all the other different medias, as much like the comics and the games and the animes and stuff, I was like, "This is this is a brilliant idea to get to tell all these things that you're not going to get a chance to tell." Hmm. What did you think of uh, Sense Eight? Did you see it? Yes, I, I really I enjoyed that show. And my only, you, you know, it's heartbroken because you know that you can tell they had to rush that ending. Yeah, I'm just glad that they gave them the fucking ending. Hmm. Because yeah, they canceled that show and then they weren't going to wrap it up. And I was I was very proud. I was, it's like all these people around the world are like, "Give us a fucking ending!" <laughs> Not fair, man. And uh, yeah, they gave them that movie. I I can tell it was rushed, but I'm so glad that they gave them that movie. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's true. Like fans have so much more power now. Can you explain this like Zack Snyder Justice League thing? Want me to explain? <laughs> <laughs> How long is uh, it going to take? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's me, and also I'm not like on the side. I'm not like too excited about it. But yeah. okay, so he was, he did Justice League, but he had to uh, dip out because uh, I think his daughter committed suicide. Oh, yeah, and he decided to just take the time off, and they to keep moving the project ahead at Warner Brothers. Yeah, and he wasn't able to come back at the time. So they ended up getting Josh Whedon to finish it because, mm-hmm. you know, big choice. He did the Avengers. You know, he's successful with these things. Yep. And they did reshoots and edits. People weren't happy with the finished product. And they just kept saying, release the Snutter Cut, release the Snutter Cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let him, like, there's footage. There's probably enough to finish it because that was always the rumor that there's enough already finished that they don't need that much money to finish it out. Yeah. Uh, so so eventually that was enough, and they HBO Max is going to do like a four part 
like mini series, then the movie will be like four hours long. Oh wow! When you put it together, they're gonna do it like an episode, and it's gonna be like his version of it, like what he would have done if he had finished it. And they give him like another seventy million to go do reshoots with the people and everything. That's wild. Fans won on that one. Hmm. But that was like that was like brutal. It wasn't like polite. Please let us have it. It was fucking do it. I'm never buying anything ever again. Type thing. Wow, that's wild. Um. Oh, one last question. Um. Is Buffy the Vampire Slayer worth watching, like today, or do we just remember it as being <laughs> great? That's I've never got into like I love the movie, but I've never seen the show. I've only seen like bits and pieces. Okay. I th- I think people still love that show. Like they, they still hold up. Maybe we can, um, maybe we can watch and discuss then. If you've never seen it, like, I, but then I, I loved it, but I watched it growing up, so I might be misremembering its quality. Yeah, I, I hear it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I just know Josh Whedon has this up and down. Like, uh, you know, he's got this whole controversy about like the set being a bit, uh, being a bit of a bad set. Mm-hmm. Everything working on Justice League, and uh, as, as I, I really don't know where to stand on any of that stuff because it's, it's uh, that's that's a rough territory to start taking sides with stuff you don't know, any, you don't have the information on. Hmm. You just have to kind of make judgment calls, but like, yeah, I love I love Josh Whedon's work. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how he is as a person right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, either I mean, I kind of um. Uh, like separating the art from the artist for me is like a, it's a separate call every time I want to know who the person is like how much I like their stuff and how bad the thing is that they did it's always yeah. like a case by case basis for me um, yeah it's uh, it's 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 tricky sometimes I know like uh, what is it the director of uh, the people like the Jeepers Creepers movies because... oh my god yeah oh that's horrendous though yeah. yeah, and some people are like, I really don't know. Like I said, I do like those Jeepers Creepers more of the first movie. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, and I grew up watching Clown House, which is the movie that was, like, obviously I can't watch that one anymore. Just, I can't, just knowing what had happened. But, uh, like, you know, uh, it, you know, he admitted to it. He did his jail time. And it's one of those things, like, what do you, how do you look at it that way? Yeah. Just to serve or. Is it just like a thing that people can't be redeemed? And I, it's so rough. I really don't know what to say about any of it. Hmm. You just said you're right. It's like a personal. You have to take it personal. Like yeah, absolutely. Personal yeah, I, I don't think it's. Uh, I think in like in rare instances, can you like tell somebody else what they yeah. can and can't continue to engage with? Going back yeah. to Madeline, I think she had a discussion about it. The whole cancel culture thing. Oh, did she? Yeah, and just immediately in my head, I was like, if what Robert Downey Jr. went through back in the 90s and early 2000s, if that had happened today, I wonder if people would react the same way. Because everybody loves Robert Downey Jr., but a lot of people forgot about the whole, his, you know, his problems with uh, drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Having to go to rehab and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Having difficulties on sets. and It's like, uh, at a certain point, like, People can, if they want it, they can be redeemed, but, who, you know, everybody plays the judge, I guess, type deal. Yeah. I think from what I know of him, like, he had a terrible childhood and um, yeah. was, like, a wild teenager and stuff, so, I don't know, some people just, uh, 
have a tougher time of it as well. I don't know. You can't. It's just culture in general. Like we have a short term memory on things. Cause you just always new information coming in, filling the gaps and kind of washing away the stu- old stuff. Yeah. Cause what was it? Like people found out that Eddie Murphy had like a single back in the eighties. And I was like, yeah, of course he did. Mm-hmm. But you know, this generation is like fucking what? Eddie Murphy had a song out an album? <laughs> a song? And I was like, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth if if they didn't know it. I mean, it's worth listening to now. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm saying like people. It was uh that the uh, I know it was going around. I think we were all enjoying it. The uh, the guy longboarding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fleetwood Mike. Like yeah. uh, one of the off like uh, offshoots of that like uh, reaction, which was uh, a bunch of people finding out about Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was I was kind of like, man, I'm getting old because. There's a huge chunk of the population that has not heard of Fleetwood Mac. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow. It's like, it wouldn't even mind. Like, I was born after Fleetwood Mac got famous. It's not even like my generational thing, but it's so funny how people find information like that. Yeah. There's just so much info. <laughs> yeah, there's so much info, so much, like, so much stuff. I'm going to. We've been watching uh, Ratchet on Netflix, the new series with the. Sarah Paulson is in it. Yeah, is it any good? It's uh, we think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, it's great fun. Like it's it's well done. It's the same team who've done uh, American Horror Story. If you like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was I was curious about it because I I think it was like an interesting concept to follow that character. Were you a fan of the original f- character or film or something? I I didn't even think I. Yeah, could uh, watch it, once you know. I was cooking, I've seen it. Uh, 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 a few times, but it's one of those. Yeah, you would never think like, oh, they're going to get Nurse Ratchet. It would be interesting to see like her backstory. <laughs> it's it's pretty random. Yeah, it is. I think it's there's like a trend of uh, going back and uh, you know revisiting like villains and stuff and seeing where they came from. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hannibal and like Bates Motel and stuff kind of started this. Are they any good? Uh, Hannibal's fucking fantastic. I've heard I just that. Yeah. I recently got it because I missed it when it was out. I kept hearing like, oh, it's good. You need to watch it. And then Netflix got it and I binge watched the shit out of it. It was so <laughs> fucking fantastic. It's got... It's uh, and everything. Oh, it's so good. Mads Mikkelsen is in it, right? Yeah, and they do like this weird thing where they uh, they end up like covering the books, but it's like their interpretation of them. Okay. So they end up covering most of the books. And that's I think that's why people want like another season so they can do because they don't do Silence of Lambs, mm-hmm. but like you know they keep hinting like all the backstory and stuff leading up to it like you can do it. Mm-hmm. But like that show, even if they never did anything else, like the ending and everything is just <laughs> it's so good. I, I cannot stress enough. If you have it, it's just watch that. Awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll add that to the list. Book, though. <laughs> I was, I was shocked. I was like, this was on NBC? Uh-huh. This show? This is amazing that they let this air. That's really cool. Well, like, anything Mads Mikkelsen does is huge here in Scandinavia. Everyone, oh, yes. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Like, yeah, over there. Cause, uh, He's Danish. Yeah, another friend was, yeah. He's, uh, he was like our pick for uh, 
It's like our fan pick to play uh, Geralt, the Witcher. That would have been fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. Didn't happen. But, yeah, I love that dude. I, I kind of hope he plays it uh, I hope they do that thing where they don't care about casting somebody else in a second part. Mm-hmm. Because I would love him to come in the Marvel Universe and play Doctor Doom. Oh. Just, that would just be a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> like he's perfect. Just cast him as Doctor Doom. Do you have uh, Do you have Disney Plus? Uh, I'm going to get it back next month. I kind of go on and off of it because they end up watching. Because i got to finish Clone Wars. That last season of Clone Wars, too. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to get it back for The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I thought they were going to give you a free month or something. I just managed to download it on my on my TV. Um, but they won't they won't show me what's on it. So I was wondering if it was worth it. But it's, yeah. Like, if you... Especially their selection of, like, uh, classic Disney movies and stuff that they have. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's weird is they do that thing where they rotate stuff in and out. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Just put, just put it all on there. <laughs> And it, but there's a couple of things like I was watching like uh, when I had a, I was uh, those old Kurt Russell uh, movies where he was uh, like the computer wore tennis shoes and uh, Tron was it no oh, oh yeah yeah that thing they got all the Trons okay they, oh that Tron uh, series they have too there's a Tron series oh. okay yes I watched uh, for some reason I don't think the pilot you have to watch the pilot unless they fixed it I think the pilot's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the Tron Disney Tron channel, but after that, like all the series is on the uh, the show, and it it takes place between uh, uh, Tron and Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Except they didn't finish it because it's it was too good, and people there there aren't enough nerds to watch a Tron animated series. I guess <laughs> it's always the way. But man, it is it's really good too. I think it's got a uh, Elijah Wood. Okay. Is the, is the main character. Oh, cool. Because, like, he's one of those guys who only does stuff that he f- wants to do artistically because he's Absolutely. obviously very rich. Yeah. He's worth I, following. I love those people. Keanu Reeves is that way. Mm-hmm. But they were smart and they just kind of like, oh, we've made we've made all the money that we need to live off of for the rest of our lives. Like, I'll just give it away and start spending on projects. And so, you know, what, when they're in something. Yeah, it's exactly like you said. Like when they're in it, you know mm-hmm. they're committed to it. They're not just doing it as like a. Do you like anything? Um, anything, anything Robert Pattinson does as well, because I think he's like, it's like he's going to spend the rest of his life trying to destroy his like Twilight legacy. <laughs> yeah, I like you know even I was like uh, on that thing for a while, and but it, I was kind of like uh, you know such pop culture and. Just looking at it, but like I remember the thing that finally relaxed me on that was uh watching snippets of the commentary mm-hmm. that him and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kristen Stewart did, and they're just just bashing the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> just talking about yeah, it was a paycheck. What are you gonna do? Oh look, here's where the director made me blink a bunch of times. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I bet there's but, like yeah. highlights of those on YouTube. I'm gonna look those up. Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah. there's definitely, I'm sure you just look up commentary. There's, yeah, they're just sitting there giggling and laughing and just talking about, man, this is some of the stupidest shit we've done. But I know. Well, and it's, like, I, I, it's pretty good. And then, yeah, obviously he's he's coming to his own. I can't wait to see him as the Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm glad he got better because he, yeah, he got COVID and I was like, fuck. 
Oh, he's okay now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, I think they're already back to filming and stuff already. Nice. Yeah, great. Well, you've given me loads of shows to watch, which I appreciate. It's always <laughs> good to get some recommendations. I'm always like struggling to find good stuff to watch. Um, and yeah, thanks again for the chat. We'll we'll keep in touch and try and um, you know, I'll have you on the show as much as you, as much free time as you've got. <laughs> So it's great talking you to you. You know I love you, man. Yeah, this love you too. Great. Have a lovely Sunday. You too, man. All right. Bye for now. <laughs> bye. So that was Bo. Uh, our Biggest Fears is out now. Hope you'll check it out. It's a great read. Uh, always lovely to talk to him. If you would like to be on the show or you want to tell me something about it, you can always do so using losingtheplotpodcast at gmail.com and I look forward to hearing from you. But that's all for me for this episode. So until next time. Bye-bye.